Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Wednesday, January 31st. On today's show, Citispace's 3D hybrid satellite LizzieSat is ready for launch, and SmartSat partners with the New Zealand Space Agency for Space Sector Innovation. Plus, Hubble reaches a new milestone in the search for water in space. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with an exciting development in space technology. CITUS Space is enhancing its satellite capabilities with the incorporation of the CITUS Feather Edge AI platform into LizzieSat. This move is expected to improve the satellite's ability to process data from space-based sensors with potential applications across various industries. Here to delve deeper into this development is our correspondent, Abby. Can you tell us more about this AI integration and its implications? Certainly, David. The CITUS Feather Edge AI platform is designed to enhance the processing of data from space-based sensors. By incorporating this platform into LizzieSat, CITUS Space aims to improve the satellite's utility in collecting and analyzing data for a range of industries, including defense, agriculture, maritime, and oil and gas. How does this development fit into CETUS Space's broader plans? Following the launch of the AI-enhanced LizzieSat, CITUS Space plans to expand its services to a wider range of customers. The company aims to offer customized data intelligence solutions, reflecting the satellite's potential to provide valuable insights across different sectors. CITUS Space is also working on expanding the LizzieSat constellation, with more satellites in production for launches scheduled in 2024 and beyond. What has been the reaction to this development within the industry? Carol Craig, the CEO and founder of CITUS Space, has commented on the satellite's capabilities, stating that LizzieSat's multi-sensor data collection platform introduces a new way of consolidating data sources into a single asset in orbit. She believes this approach could change how industries access and use important information. What does this mean for the future of space technology and its applications? This development underlines CITUS Space's ongoing commitment to enhancing space technology and its applications. The incorporation of AI into satellites like LizzieSat could potentially revolutionize data collection and analysis in space, providing valuable insights for a wide range of industries. As the company continues to expand the LizzieSat constellation, we can expect to see further advancements in this field. While we're on the topic of space, let's shift our focus to a recent development in international cooperation. A Memorandum of Understanding MOU has been signed between the SmartSat Cooperative Research Center, CRC, and the New Zealand Space Agency, NZSA, opening up new avenues for developing capabilities and expertise in the space sector. The agreement, which includes a commitment of up to NZ's $6 million from the New Zealand government's Catalyst Fund, focuses on innovation, research and development, and workforce development. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about the key areas this agreement covers? Certainly, David. The agreement covers three main areas. The first is Earth observation, which involves a wide range of research areas such as natural capital, biosecurity, crop health, pasture condition, emission monitoring, South Pacific synthetic aperture radar, and maritime domain awareness. 
The goal is to use space data to enhance decision-making for both land and sea-based environments. The second area is space situational awareness, focusing on developing new techniques to better monitor the orbital environment. Innovations such as SATPing and advanced ground sensor data processing for detecting anomalies and maneuvers are at the forefront of this effort. The third area is optical communications, which involves joint scientific work on adaptive optics. The aim is to explore coordination of a network of Australasian optical ground stations, a move that will actively support space exploration. That's quite comprehensive. What has been the reaction from the key stakeholders to this partnership? The stakeholders have welcomed this partnership. Professor Andy Caronius, SmartSat CRC Chief Executive Officer, highlighted the significance of these initiatives, emphasizing the critical role of Earth observation research in understanding environmental challenges that pose significant risks to both countries. He also underscored the importance of the agriculture sector for Australia and New Zealand and the need for sustainable practices through pasture mapping, human activity, and emission monitoring. The head of the Australian Space Agency, Enrico Palermo, also welcomed the MOU signing, noting the shared geographic position and alignment in using space technology and innovation to improve life on Earth. And how does this agreement fit into the broader context of the space sector in these countries? This agreement builds on Australian government investments in capabilities such as optical ground stations. It emphasizes the global nature of space endeavors and the benefits of sharing knowledge and resources for the betterment of both nations. It's a significant step in strengthening the space sector in both Australia and New Zealand, fostering innovation and research, and promoting workforce development. Thanks for that insightful report, Michael. Speaking of space, the search for water in space has been a long and challenging journey for astronomers. While we've found potential water reservoirs on Mars and even a cloud of water in deep space, detecting water on exoplanets has proven more difficult. However, the Hubble Space Telescope has made a significant breakthrough, detecting water vapor on the smallest exoplanet yet. Here to discuss this exciting discovery is our correspondent from Simply Space. Indeed, David. The exoplanet in question is known as GJ98227d. It's the smallest exoplanet on which we've detected water vapor so far. The team behind the discovery is currently considering two possible theories to explain the presence of water. Can you tell us more about these theories? Certainly. The first theory suggests that the planet could be a mini-Neptune, meaning it has a hydrogen-rich atmosphere laced with water. The second theory proposes that it could be a warmer version of Europa, one of Jupiter's moons, which contains twice as much water under its crust as the Earth does. Either possibility is intriguing and could explain why this tiny exoplanet has shown evidence of water. How was Hubble able to detect this water vapor? Hubble observed the planet during 11 transient events. This allowed researchers to see how the starlight from its star filtered through the atmosphere whenever it crossed in front of it. While it isn't as precise as sending a probe into the planet's atmosphere, for many of these distant exoplanets, this is the only method we have to try to discern what their atmospheres are made of. What does this discovery mean for the future of space exploration and our understanding of the universe? This discovery sets a new record in the search for water in space, a record that will likely be broken as telescopes like Webb and Hubble continue to explore the universe. 
It also marks one of the first times we've been able to detect the atmosphere of a planet this small. These advancements help us better understand the world we live in and the vast universe beyond. While the Hubble Space Telescope is making significant discoveries in the cosmos, let's bring our focus a bit closer to home. Syracuse native Jeanette Epps is set to join NASA's Crew-8 mission to the International Space Station. This will be her first space flight, and she is one of the four crew members of the upcoming NASA SpaceX Crew-8 mission, which is planning to launch in mid-February. Here to discuss more about Epps and the mission is our correspondent, James. Can you tell us more about Jeanette Epps and her journey to this mission? Certainly, David. Jeanette Epps is originally from Syracuse and is a graduate of Thomas J. Corcoran High School and Lemoyne College. She was selected in July 2009 to become a NASA astronaut and was one of nine members of NASA's 20th astronaut class. Over her 14 years with NASA, Epps has served on the Generic Joint Operation Panel, working on space station crew efficiency. She also was a crew support astronaut for two expeditions and the lead capsule communicator in the Mission Control Center at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. Before joining NASA, Epps worked at Ford Motor Company and the Central Intelligence Agency. And what can you tell us about the mission she will be a part of? Epps, along with NASA astronauts Matthew Dominic and Michael Barrett, and Roscosmos cosmonaut Alexander Grebenkin will take off from Launch Complex 29A at NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Epps will be the mission specialist, working alongside the commander, Dominic, and pilot, Barrett, to monitor the spacecraft during its dynamic launch and re-entry phases of flight. The Crew-8 crew members will be replacing NASA's SpaceX Crew-7 mission crew members. What will the crew be doing during their time on the International Space Station? During their time on the ISS, Crew-8 will be performing more than 200 scientific experiments and technology demonstrations. These will prepare for human exploration beyond low Earth orbit and benefit humanity on Earth. Some of the experiments include using stem cells to create organoid models to study degenerative diseases, studying the effects of microgravity and UV radiation on plants at a cellular level, and testing whether wearing pressure cuffs on the legs could prevent fluid shifts and reduce health problems in astronauts. When can we expect the crew to return to Earth? The crew, who are part of the eighth rotational mission to the space station under NASA's commercial crew program, is expected to return to Earth in late August 2024. We appreciate your insights, James. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.